the last time I recorded this podcast, uh, I would have thought you were lying that the next time I was going to talk was actually going to be down here in Phoenix. But uh, here we are. So while we're at it, let's get into the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over at Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. Oh, my God, I got through that without a stutter and a, or a stumble. That is that is just short of fucking amazing. Um, yeah, been gone for quite a bit, at least, uh, at least uh, on the podcast. Everything been getting everything done for the draft and all that and do have the draft spreadsheet out um anybody who does not have it you know all you have to do is contact me dm me uh through those social media contacts and i'll be sure to email uh it out to you i'm not going to work on it any more than what i have i just don't have any time don't have any time i'm trying to enjoy some time out here in arizona head up to U, uh, Grand Canyon actually tomorrow and then uh, we'll be going to Zion National Park before finishing off in Vegas uh, for the 2022 NFL Draft but um, definitely doing quarterbacks today we're going to go through the quarterbacks we're going to do it in alphabetical order uh, just because it's the easiest to read uh, with only having the laptop with me um, do quarterbacks uh, we I will be covering uh, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I may throw the tight ends on the back end of this just so we get everything kind of recorded all at once, be a little bit longer episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do uh, running backs, obviously, have to be by themselves. Uh, wide receivers have to be by themselves. Um, I'm hoping I can get running backs and or wide receivers done maybe tomorrow night, maybe Sunday night, um, maybe Monday night. If not, um, I'm definitely going to be hitting them up on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, if I do a Tuesday and Wednesday, though, um, I will probably go ahead and wait until Mr. Paul Burkholz gets into Vegas and we will uh, we'll broadcast right from the Rio off-strip in Vegas. So, And maybe that's just the wisest thing to do. Just get two heads on there. You can listen to both of us ramble together while probably having an adult beverage or two. So, But let's go ahead. Let's get the quarterbacks going here. And then, like I said... We'll go ahead and just put the tight ends on the back end and just get this all done. So, quarterbacks for the 2022 NFL Draft. Now, when I go through these, everybody that was in here, in the spreadsheet, it's everybody who was invited to the combine. Okay. Um, there are some other prospects that are available uh, for the NFL teams that are not going to be on here that are going to be selected. Uh, in this upcoming draft, but most of the ones that I've seen and taken a look at, they're all going to be towards the back end of the draft. You know, your sixth, seventh rounders, uh, undrafted free agent types. So, not having them on here is not going to affect anything. This will be updated each day of the draft, at least through the first two days uh, after that last day on Saturday. Um, Sunday I will be driving all the way back over to Wisconsin. So I will have that completely updated when I get back. Um, so, yeah, 
that's kind of that's kind of what's going on. That's kind of the plan. So without further ado, uh, let's get into the quarterbacks. Let's start with Jack Cohn from Notre Dame, senior, six foot three, two hundred and eighteen pounds. Not going to go through all the statistics here, but was graded out as about as average uh, from NFL.com and the NFL Next Gen Stats grading system. Uh, and here's basically what I said about him. Uh, looked like Notre Dame helped him fix his arm slot as his release point is where it needs to be. One thing I don't like is he still doesn't fully set his feet when he throws. This has been a complete habit with most of the quarterbacks in this draft class. Um, there are still times when he dips his front shoulder on longer throws. And when I say dip, you take a look at that, at, you know, you get a right-handed quarterback, his left shoulder. If it dips down, you're changing your arm angle on your throw. You're changing your arm slot. So it's not something that I really like to see. Um, you know, baseball-type throwers have this, have this uh, type of throw, um, and it works for some. But not for a lot. You know, you want to be upright uh, when you're throwing. You have a little bit more balance on the throw. Uh, leads to less uh, turnovers. So, uh, uh, did say though that it was not as bad as it's been in the past. He has improved since his days at Wisconsin, and it showed at this past season at Notre Dame and at the combine as well, where his passes look sharp and he was leading his receiver. Don't let the numbers fool you, either. As Cone can run. But it's not his forte. He can. He is. He is slightly mobile. He's not just a statue back there, you know what we say, like Tom Brady being the statue, right? Um, but you know he's not like Malik Willis in this draft class, where you know he's prone to running uh, and doing it well. But uh, pro day, I said about what I expected. Nothing flashy, but was making his throws with relative ease. Led his receivers well and had pretty good ball placement. Uh, Pro Football Focus did not have him in their draft guide. Uh, so there's the three sites that I go through, uh, Pro Football Focus, ESPN, and NFL.com, just to kind of see where their rankings are on the court, on you know the different positions and kind of give you a relative idea of where they're going to be placed in between the other uh, prospects. So ESPN has him at QB9. NFL.com has him ranked as their QB6. So uh, NFL.com likes him just a little bit better. Next we have Matt Corral uh, from Mississippi, Richard uh, Shirt Jr., 6'2", 212 pounds. Uh, NFL.com, prospect grade, had him as a starter in two years. Uh, Next Gen Stats had him as in their category of good. Um so that's generally, typically, if you get, you know, next-gen stats, there's four categories. There's elite, good, average, and below average. Elite, obviously, they're whole, they're thinking that he's going to be a pro bowler type. In the future, good is uh, probable starters. Uh, average is going to be your backups with potential to be starters. And then below average is just, you know, your bottom of the barrel, uh, end of the roster type guys. Pro Football Focus had him ranked at uh, number five. Um, and these ranks do change. I'm not changing them. No, it's too much work at this point. Uh, their round projection was the second round. ESPN had him ranked as their third uh, their third quarterback in this draft. NFL.com agreed at number three. Uh, what I said was he has a very quick release, and I like where his release point is. Has the ability to change the release point based on who's it, who is in the throwing lane and or if the pocket is collapsing and needs to dump the ball off to the running back. Sometimes picks up his back foot on the throw, uh, but rarely throws off his back foot. Has a good feel for the pressure in the pocket and and will if he need and will if he needs to. Oh, and will run if he needs to though. Uh, he has that nice mentality of throwing first and only running when he has to, or if it is in the play design. He really throws a nice-looking ball and can hit all throws. I said for his pro day, looked good and was hitting receivers in stride for the most part. There was a couple of throws where he didn't lead his receiver well, uh, but was hitting his targets where he needed to alongside along the sidelines. He looked like he was fully back from the ankle injury he suffered in, in uh, this last season's bowl game. Uh, there's a lot of people falling off of Matt Corral. I am not one of them. 
whether or not that means that he's going to be, you know, a capable quarterback in the future, you know, future starter, pro bowler, all that type of stuff. This draft class with all the positions as a whole, I think uh, outside of wide receivers uh, and a couple of the running backs, there's not really anybody that I think you sit there with certainty and go, Oh, that that's a guy. That's a guy definitely for the future. You know, he's going to make he's going to make his mark in the league. He's going to be there. He's going to be a pro bowler. This is a complete crapshoot this year. And it's kind of what makes it a little bit fu- more fun. Uh there's no consensus number ones. Um you know, there's a, there's a grouping of guys of like, okay, well I can see why you would take him first over this guy uh and so on and so forth. So uh, Matt Corral's kind of getting backed off a little bit. Like I said, I'm not one of them. Um, the whole back foot thing. Now, most of the time when you have the quarterbacks throwing, you know they're coming off the front leg, so their foot, their front foot is fully planted, and you'll see that little twist in the back leg. So your toe is, you know, it's kind of dragging a little bit on the as like a kind of a pivot point. Sometimes he'll pick it up a little bit, uh, leaning more onto the front foot. What I'm seeing a lot in this draft, though, is a lot of the quarterbacks, they're fully picking up that back leg, which means they're putting all the pressure completely on that front foot, which I worry about a lot of balance balance issues and whether or not um, they're going to be able to maintain that balance. Uh, have a nice ball come out, or if you're going to start seeing, if you're going to see a lot of ducks out of these guys when they're throwing, um, this isn't this isn't like how Trevor Lawrence was throwing. This isn't how like Joe Joe Burrow even uh, when he was coming out of LSU. You weren't seeing these type of things out of them. Like you'd see it maybe you know once in a while. Um, nobody's perfect, but. These guys are doing it habitually. Any type of thing that I point out in here that I have issues with, it's a habit. You can see it in game to game. Uh, you know, people or watch if you watch the tape, um, which is kind of it's bullshit, right? I basically watch a lot of highlight type stuff just like a lot of other people there's not a lot of people that are going game by game on every single prospect so me doing this it's kind of more more or less because i enjoy the draft so it's for fun but i can pick out some stuff not saying i'm better than anybody else certainly not but um there are things that i can pick out um just from doing this year in and year out that uh, I can find their habits, what, you know, that a lot of other people aren't seeing because they're just looking at, you know, the play that worked out, the positive play. Um, and that's kind of my thing. So um, the back foot issue, uh, just a lot of them, all, just about every single quarterback has this issue. Um, Dustin Crum now uh, from Kent State. Uh, senior, six foot one, two hundred and ten pounds. Uh, he is basically going to be your UDFA, <coughs> maybe a seventh round pick. Um, uh, nobody has him ranked uh, as far as Pro Football Focus and ESPN. Uh, NFL.com has him ranked as a number nine quarterback in this draft. Um, uh, plain and simple with Dustin Crum. I uh, said, uh, this motherfucker has the most awkward throwing motions I've ever seen. It is, it's incredibly elongated and slow, which is horrible for the next level, especially. Uh, at the end of the throw, his hand looks like it does this odd motion, almost like what your hand does when shooting a basketball. So it's like completely, when he releases it, it's almost like a push. So imagine yourself shooting a basketball with that hand, right, where you're rotating the ball. That's how his hand looks when it comes off of there. Uh, he is a prototypical option quarterback for sure, and he is not afraid to take off with it. Uh, doesn't put a lot of weight on his front foot when throwing. Uh, he's a back-footed thrower. Uh, leads him to 
Uh, passing more off his back foot, dips his shoulder, which changes his throwing angle. Uh, he's also a single read quarterback, which isn't great. So, um, so we're going to go to the next guy. We're going to go to Caleb Ellaby from Western Michigan, red shirt junior, six foot one, two hundred eight pounds. Uh, another UDFA seventh rounder type guy. Uh, Pro Football Focus did have him as their number nine quarterback. Uh, projected him actually for the sixth round. ESPN did not have him ranked. NFL.com ranked him as their 15th uh, highest-rated quarterback in the draft class. Uh, because I do this in alphabetical order, if I follow like with this sentence, I go, I like LB more than Crum. It's just because you're supposed to read it in order. Uh, as far as his throwing goes, where he will keep his shoulders more flat on the throw with a small dip to the left side uh, when they become parallel with the line of scrimmage. It's still an elongated release, uh, but he hits his arm slot for the release quicker than Crum. He works up the pocket, which is nice, but his ball doesn't seem to have the zip that you would like to see on some of the throws. That slower ball is going to lead to turnovers at the NFL level with quicker DBs uh, locking onto it. He also seems to be a single-read quarterback as he doesn't move his eyes off his first target on most throws. That's a big problem, right? Locking onto a receiver and not being able to look off a DB is going to lead to problems. Um, now, as far as that arm slot is concerned, what I'm talking about. So if you take your arm, bring it parallel to the ground, fold your arm up, and then, uh, you know, at a 90-degree angle, okay? Putting your hand straight up in the air. That's where I go zero degree. So when we start getting into degrees for the arm slot, that's what I'm calling zero degrees, okay? Anywhere between zero, so you're here, 90 is going to be completely flat, parallel to the ground. Zero is at that 90. What I'm looking for is I'm looking anywhere from that zero to about 25, 25 degrees, right? You get to 45 degrees, it kind of gets more of an elongated throw, kind of a sidearm throw. Uh, this is basically um, kind of what Matt Stafford does. He's limited it in the NFL, but the farther, the farther you get away from where that angle is out there. It's just, this is just an easy way to say it, okay? It's an easy way to kind of tell you how I'm doing this, right? Um, so your arm slot, zero to about 25 degrees, if you kind of figure out where your 25 degree is, right in there. That's where I'm looking for your arm slot to be. That's where I'm looking for that release point to be. Um... Anybody who's actually listened to this for the last couple of years, you, you probably already know what I'm looking for in that. Uh, Sam Howell now from North Carolina, junior, six foot one, two hundred eighteen pounds. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him ranked at number two. They have him going in the first round. Uh, ESPN has him ranked at number five. NFL.com has him ranked at number five. Uh, the NFL.com prospect grade had him as average. NFL Next Gen. Had him as good. So he's either going to be a backup quarterback or a capable starter. That's what they're basically saying. So what I said was, I love everything about his throwing, except he completely picks up his back leg on most of his throws, uh, which to me personally is a bad habit. Baseball throwing. Uh, that has to get corrected. It's going to lead to a habit of unbalanced throws that are not going to make it to their targets at the NFL level. His arm slot and release point are also tend to trend to more of a 45-degree angle uh, when he does that front shoulder dip to get more strength on the throws. I like Howell, but he needs some work to become a mid-range NFL starter at best, in my opinion. His running is nice, but if he thinks he is going to be able to throw a shoulder into an NFL defender like he has in college, he's going to get fucking trucked into the stance really quick. So, I say that now... You know, you dip the arm, right? So here's what I want, or here's what we do, right? So we got our zero degree. Dip, dip to the left, and now 
you find for you find you do that whole thing again 90 de- you know 90 degree on your arm to the one you know flat 180 which would have been parallel to the ground now you're finding where your 45 degree angle is in there okay that's where he's throwing it he's almost throwing it completely straight armed off his side because of that dip in the shoulder that's when you see, when you see me say dips the shoulder turns into about a 45 degree that's what i'm talking about that's a complete sidearm on the throw and that is not what we like um i i wanted to like sam howell i think he can he can make it at the next level but uh matt uh Harrell is actually one i liked more than him uh cole kelly southeast <laughs> southeast louisiana uh, redshirt senior, six foot seven, two hundred forty nine. So, whew. here's your Osweiler of the draft. Um, basically, going to be a UDFA uh, seventh rounder. Pro Football Focus did not have him ranked. ESPN ranked him as the number ten. NFL.com had him ranked as the number twelve. I really like his release point and arm slot, but don't like his habit of picking the back foot up. Again, this is completely picking that back leg up. Is what I'm talking about. It's not as often as some other QB prospects, but it's still a pet peeve of mine. His height really helps him see the field, and he does look off coverage from time to time and doesn't just throw to his first read. Uh, my concern is that the stats will tell you he is really good, but when you transfer down from Division One to the FCS, you should look better than your defensive co- uh, counterparts. That's a big thing for me. Um, he went from Arkansas to southeast Louisiana. Okay. He these guys that should have been division one that were division one prospects that got you know recruited and then you're you're stepping down a level for whatever reason and you don't stand out from anybody at that level. That's a really big concern. I mean there's you know you'll if you read a lot of my prospects like running backs, wide receivers, anything like that. The guys who are down at the FCS and they just completely destroy all the other kids on the field. Right? Kind of like the the whole the whole thing that's going around right now of uh Zion Williamson in high school uh absolutely destroying people. And uh you know that type of thing. That's what I want to see. So that was a big thing for me on Kelly. Uh, I did say he could become a backup in the NFL, but nothing more than that. Has the ability to run, but you can tell he is not completely comfortable doing it as he is a really large target when using his feet. So now on to our next one. So now we get to D. Eric King, Derek King, uh, from Miami. Uh, who is completely the opposite of one Cole Kelly? Because King is a redshirt senior. He is five foot nine, one hundred and ninety six pounds. He's just a little guy. He makes fucking Kyler Murray look tall. Uh, his pro- NFL dot com prospect grade <coughs> has him at <laughs> he is um, has him as a future backup. He's rated below average on the next gen. Uh, prospect grade uh, chart. Uh, <laughs> so here he is. He is either as tall as Kyler Murray or shorter, more of a flinger with his throws, has a habit of leaning onto his back foot for throws, which is a bad combo, when pairing it with his arm slot, which is at 45 degrees. Talked about this. That's exactly what it is. Uh, for much of his throws and his arm fully extended. He almost needs to do it to, to get the ball over the defensive line because of his height. Uh, he's a very good runner when he takes off. But as with what I said about Kyler during his draft year, you have to wonder if he gets crushed at the next level. Injuries derailed King his last two seasons in Miami. Suffered a torn ACL in their 2020 bowl game and then had season-ending shoulder surgery in 2021. I don't think he can make it as a QB in the NFL, but that's not to say he couldn't transition to wide receiver if he's willing to change positions, and a team can help him with that change. Pro Football Focus did not have him uh, ranked 
Neither did ESPN. NFL.com, though, had him as their number eight quarterback for the 2022 NFL draft. Um, I think that is still way too high. Now we get E.J. Perry from Brown University, senior, six foot two, 211 pounds. NFL.com uh, prospect grade had him as a future backup. Uh, Next Gen had him below, rated below average. Pro Football Focus had no ranking on him. ESPN and NFL.com had him ranked as their number 11 quarterback. When Perry sets his feet, he looks really good and really accurate. His arm slot and release are both clean as well. The problem is that he tends to stay moving while he gets set for his throws, which leads to off-balance throws as well as change in arm slot. Some of those throws are more of a necessity due to the pass rush, but he does tend to do it when no one is around as well, which will lead to turnovers. He could be a nice project quarterback for some team, but will more than likely be nothing more than a career backup. I did like him. He played in the East-West Shrine game, and he looked pretty good in that one too. So uh, E.J. Perry, project quarterback that is, uh, you know, he's never going to, he's never going to come close to sniffing a starting job now we have kenny pickett from pittsburgh redshirt senior 6'3 217 pounds nfl.com prospect grade future starter nfl next gen had him rated as good so they have him rated as a starter as well pro football focus has him as their number four quarterback uh, going in the second round and both espn and nfl.com have him ranked at number two behind Malik Willis. He's the most complete quarterback in this class, and I don't know if that is saying too much. Uh, he doesn't run, but he can move out of the pocket to make his throws. He has a nice compact throw, and his arm slot is right where I like to see it, even when he's on the run. That's a big one for me. He can make all the throws you ask of him and hit his target right where you need to in tight coverage. If you're telling me the only thing wrong with him is that his hands are small, then then you say, fuck it, and take him because he is the one quarterback who could start from day one and not kill your team. There's a whole bunch of stuff about him with his 8.5-inch hands. Uh, Joe Burrow, similar hand size. He's doing just fine. Um, you will tend to worry about if he's, on the, if he's on the move, get sacked, anything like that, that he could drop, you know, have be more... He'd be more prone to dropping the ball. But, I mean, if you're looking at just a pure quarterback in this draft, then Pickett's really the guy. Uh, like his footwork and doesn't pull that whole back leg off the turf as much as other quarterbacks in this draft when throwing deep. Uh, his pro day looked just as good as he did in games. Very clean. Uh, should be the first quarterback off the board if, if teams are looking for a potential franchise-type quarterback. Stop texting me. All right, now we get Brock Purdy from Iowa State, senior, six foot one, two hundred twelve pounds. Uh, he is rated as a UDFA from NFL.com. NFL Next Gen has him as average, so backup. PFF has him as eighth ranked quarterback, uh, fifth round projection. Both ESPN.com and NFL.com have him ranked as their number fourteen quarterback. He's a real late dark horse uh, candidate. He stands tall in the pocket and can throw with, a, with clean mechanics. Arm slot and release timing was what I was looking at. While also taking those same mechanics with him on the run, and it's one of the few quarterbacks this year that I've seen turn his shoulders back parallel to the line before throwing. Why is that important? His pass comes out clean with little wobble and is accurate. He's not being talked about, but if he can land in a spot where he can develop, he might became, become a nice late bloom starter. On a high or a high quality backup for years to come, Brock Purdy is really good. Um, this would kind of be dare to say, you know, uh, Tom Brady esque, where it's late in the draft and becomes you know a guy that can start and possibly become a starter for years to come. But you know the chances of that are you know pretty slim, so. Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. He's a guy that's moving up boards. Uh, Redshirt senior, 6'3", 211 pounds. NFL.com has him ranked as a future starter. Uh, NFL Next Gen 
grade was good, so that's a starter's grade. Pro Football Focus has him as the number three quarterback in this draft, second round projection. Uh, ESPN and NFL.com have him ranked as their number four. He has a long delivery and sometimes has a problem with dropping his front shoulder. He also throws off his back foot sometimes, which we know can lead to turnovers. The times that he does use a more compact throw, the ball really pops off his hand. It's really quick. It's really quick, really accurate. Uh, I've seen that throw a bit more on the intermediate throws and not so much on the longer, shorter routes. So he has shown the ability to fix his mechanics, which is good. And combined with his ability to run, he can develop into a competent NFL quarterback. Pro day, his release looked more compact and his arm slot was good. He still had that heavy lean forward on his long throws, especially on the run, uh, which changed his release point. I still like the kid coming out, but I don't think he can become an instant starter his rookie season. Um, but we know in today's NFL that if somebody deems him to be a starter, he could start his rookie year. Uh, you would hope that he would at least get half a season in uh, before being put into that. Carson Strong, Nevada, redshirt junior, 6'3", 226 pounds. NFL.com prospect grade has him as a future backup. NFL Next Gen stat grade has him as average, which is the backup. Pro Football Focus ranking has him as number six uh, with a third-round projection. ESPN.com has him at six. NFL.com has him at number seven. His release isn't fully compact, but it's also not as elongated as some of the other prospects I've looked at. Keeps his shoulders parallel on most throws and throws more often than not on that front foot. Sometimes has a small dip of the shoulders on long throws, but it's not very often. Stands tall in the pocket, and his arm slot uh, stays within that 0 to 15 degree slot, uh, which is nice and allows the ball to make it over the line added with his height. He reminds me of the way Troy Aikman threw the ball. Not saying he's Aikman. Competent thrower, but not a runner at all. So you will need to find a decent offensive line in front of him to have success. Skyler Thompson, Kansas State. Redshirt senior, 6'2", 217 pounds, NFL.com prospect grade at UDFA. Uh, NFL next gen prospect grade has him below average, so UDFA. Uh, no ranking from Pro Football Focus. ESPN has him at number 8. NFL.com has him as number 16. Uh, so there's a bit uh, there's a bit of uh, discrepancies between sites on what they think of this kid. Uh, He's an elongated thrower and has a significant lean to the left, which makes his release point at almost a 45-degree angle if you factor in the dip. I'm also not too high on his footwork, but that probably has more to do with his offensive line, uh, which didn't give him a ton of time in the pocket to work. He can make all the throws. I just don't see him panning out in the end. That's what you get with the UDFA. Now everybody's, you know, darling for the draft. Everybody's number one, right? Malik Willis from Liberty University. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Redshirt senior, six foot one, two hundred nineteen pounds. NFL.com prospect grade has him as a future starter. NFL Next Gen stat prospect grade uh, has him at good, so they have him listed as basically a starter too. Pro Football Focus, ESPN, and NFL.com all have him as the number one prospect, uh, first round projection. Uh, what I did say was the first throw I see, and this is on a this is on a high on a highlight one. Uh, first throw I saw was him throwing off his back foot. Uh, he is all over the place with his throwing, but uh, his running ability is legit. If you're looking at this kid trying to compare him to Michael Vick, that is completely unfair. Treat them as their own player. He is a backyard football style quarterback who can use the correct mechanics at times. More often than not, he has been tasked with just making a play for his Liberty team. When he has a pocket, he can be a very good passer, but that's not what these teams want. They want a guy who can make a play using his legs and still have the ability to get the ball out, which he can and will. He's going to be very boomer bust. I like him a lot, uh, more than uh, Trey Lance, whom a lot of folks were thinking could do these same things in last year's draft, and he can't. I still stand by that. Uh, if he lands with the right team, he can be successful, but I doubt he is going to drop far enough in the draft uh, for that to happen. Hopefully, he doesn't get wrecked his first couple of seasons in the league. 
his pro day. He had better mechanics on his throws, which was good to see. A better arm slot, but still a little slow on the windup for his release. The ball looks good coming off his hand. Um, good spin, uh, real quick, real quick snap. Uh, still picks up that back leg a little too much for me, but there's no question uh, he has strength on his throws. The thing with Malik Willis, and I, when you hear Boomer Bust, you're like, oh, come on, come on, he's the best prospect in here. Well. Between him and Kenny Pickett, if you want a pure, if you want a pure uh, quarterback, it's going to be Pickett. If you want a guy with a huge amount of upside, it's Malik Willis. But just because they have immense upside does not mean that they're going to pan out at the next level. So you, you're, if you're taking him, <clears throat> you're taking him number one, he's going to be within the top ten picks, you're taking a significant risk with that. Is he worth it? Who knows? You're never going to know until he actually pans out or he doesn't pan out. You're never going to know until you get him on your team and see how um, he, you know, how he's going to fare with, you know, people with his peers. I should say, right? Um, he's going to have a lot on his shoulders. Now he's a good kid. Um, says the right things as well so i really hope that he can become um you know let's just say the next lamar jackson right uh coming out of louisville um i like lamar jackson a lot uh i think baltimore with lamar jackson doesn't really they don't help him out if that's fair to say i don't think they do enough to help him out with like his mechanics and all that type of stuff, the play calling, they fall a little bit too much on his running ability. You're going to really want to hope that whomever Willis goes to really develops that arm talent because that's what he needs. That's, you know, it's, it's a weakness right now that you can see becoming a strength, especially with that running ability. He could become a top five quarterback down the road, especially for fantasy, especially for fantasy. I mean, Jalen Hurts was within a top, you know, was what, a top six quarterback in fantasy? And Jalen Hurts isn't even that great of a, wasn't even that great of a quarterback prospect. I liked him. We had mentioned him two years ago, right? But, you know, it's, it's going to be very hit or miss. So hopefully he ends up on a good team. We'll talk about it during the draft. Um, God, I just, I hope, I hope that kid doesn't get broke. I hope he doesn't get broke. Uh, last quarterback that we have is Bailey Zappi. Uh, Zapp, Zappi. There's an E on the end. I don't know. Uh, Western Kentucky. Senior, six foot one, two 215 pounds. Uh, NFL uh why did that why did that get changed? Interesting. Um there we go. NFL.com prospect grade had him as a future backup. Uh next gen prospect grade had him as average, so backup. Uh Pro Football Focus had him ranked at number seven, fourth round projection. ESPN rank was number seven. NFL.com rank was number ten, so they're all looking at Zap, 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 Zappy, Zappadoo uh, in about the same light. Good Lord. What the fuck is going on outside? Holy shit. Goddamn construction truck. Um, I see the stats, but is he really that good or is it the competition? It's the competition. Uh, he, still throw, he still throws off his back foot. Uh, but when he does throw off his front leg, he has this odd lean back in his shoulders. It's weird. I, I kind of saw it with um, a couple of prospects last year. The name's escaping me. Uh, but I don't know if that's just poor mechanics or if it's something he feels he needs to do to get more loft on the throw. Uh, he has power in his throw, so it can't be for that. He does the shoulder dip on on his throws to the left, but not so much when he throws to the right. Um, which kind of makes sense when you think about it, right? Because it's to his left. 
when you're coming to the right, you're kind of still staying a little bit more open and parallel. Uh, his release isn't the fastest, but it's not slow. So it's kind of like right in the middle. Like you want that real quick uh, compact throw and not have the elongated release on it. Uh, he's like dead center, dead nut center right in the right in the middle. Needs work on his feet, but he could be an intriguing project quarterback that could pan out after a couple of years and become a high-level backup quarterback for several seasons, even potentially start a game. So, zap, zap, zappy do. We're going to pay attention definitely to where he ends up uh, next week. Let's go ahead and go and get these tight ends. Uh, we're going to go through these rather quickly because uh, I don't think we need to spend nearly as much time on them um, as we did with quarterbacks because everybody, everybody loves the quarterbacks, right? Everybody loves their little quarterbacks. Everybody loves their little quarterbacks. But we got a lot of tight ends to go through here. Um, so <clears throat> I'll kind of just tell you if they're projected kind of as you know backup or potential starter. There's not really too many guys that I think are going to pan out as potential starters in this one. I'm sure you've heard it all before, so there's no. Th- we don't need to spend a lot of time bullshitting with these guys. All right, so alphabetical order as always. We're doing tight ends. First one on the board: Austin Allen, Nebraska, redshirt senior, six eight two fifty three. Now I will say, a lot of these tight end prospects, they are fucking big. They're fucking big, big boys. Um, I'm used to these guys kind of being around, you know. Six three, six four. You got guys in here. Six seven, six eight, six nine. It's weird, weird. What the fuck are they putting in their dinners? Because Jesus Christ, I need to. I need to get taller. So I'd like to know this. Uh, basically, going to be rated as a uh, a backup to low end backup. It does not look like your typical tight end. Uh, appears very lean and has some moves for being as tall as he is. Uh, a very tall, a very large target that should draw some interest later in the draft. Uses his hands very well to secure the catch and looks comfortable doing it. That's huge, even though he doesn't have many receptions during his career. He lined up tight at Nebraska, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a team try and flex him out more as a move tight end uh, to get him into space. His target radius is huge. He's got, ooh, huge. And even though he isn't that fast, he could become a nice chain-moving target for someone. Uh, usually I can find blocking highlights for the tight ends and haven't found any for Allen, which means he's not asked to block much, which may hurt him in the draft. Um, so moving on here, Chase Allen from Iowa State. Yeah, there's a lot of Iowa State boys in this draft. Um, redshirt senior, 6'6", 251, projected as a backup. Uh, plays both tight to the line and will split out at times. He's okay. At times, using his hands to secure the football, but more often than not, uh, uses his body to trap the ball. That's where you let it come into your stomach or your chest. Don't care much for that. Uh, that leads to, you know, ball bouncing off your body. He's okay and can help a team with depth in his position, but overall, he's nothing special for fantasy. Uh, when blocking, he uses a nice base, but his arms don't come out and give you that explosion. Kind of lets the guy come into you. Uh, that seems to be a big problem with offensive line talent. Uh, that I've noticed the last couple of years, I think they've. I think uh, coaches have really kind of gotten, uh, gotten away with, um, especially with pass blocking, just letting a guy come into you. And I don't like that. We used to get taught, you know, explode forward, uh, get the guy off of his uh, rush. Uh, I've also seen him misread the defender and allow his man to get. Uh, around him with a bull rush technique. That's really bad when they've lined him out on the outside. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, San Diego State senior, six foot five, two fifty three, uh, graded as a backup. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him at seven. Uh, fourth round projection. Uh, both ESPN and NFL have him at eight. So uh, everybody seems to be right around the same idea with Bellinger. Uh, a capable pass catcher who traps the ball at times. The kid is quick when he is in space. I don't like his blocking, though, as he doesn't set himself in a good position and is driven backwards or flat-out beaten by the defender. So not a good blocker, more of a move tight end type uh, candidate here. Grant Calcaterra, Calcaterra uh, from SMU. Senior 6'4", 241, rated as a backup. 
uh, PFF rank is 10th. Uh, fifth round round uh, fifth round projection uh, neither ESPN or NFL.com had him in the top 10 uh, a lot of the positions <clears throat> you will not see me stray outside of the top 10 um, at uh, a lot of positions now I think like corners corners wide receivers and running backs I think is straight up to the top 15 um, but most of it's like top 10 type guys because you're you're more I know a lot of people are more focused on the first two days of the draft and not so much on the third, so I'm not really going to bullshit around with you on it. So, Calcaterra is able to address the throw and make some really good catches with his hands. Has some speed on the route and runs some decent routes for a tight end. At Oklahoma, he played with both Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, who aren't the most accurate throwers. And he was able to snag a lot of shit-looking balls, let me tell you that. Uh, he transferred to SMU rather than retired due to the number of concussions he has sustained in his career. I like the kid a lot, but that is a concern to watch out for. Uh, was split out wide quite a bit and not asked to block much, so consider him more of a move tight end. Um, you're probably going to see him. I wonder if Calcaterra is going to actually drop past the fifth and you're going to see him go in the sixth or seventh because of that whole concussion issue. Like, it's a lot. Like, for... I can see why he wanted to uh, think about retirement after the college level. But, hey, try to make it to a team, try to live out an NFL dream. I'm not going to hold that against him. Greg Dolchik, uh, UCLA, redshirt junior, 6'4", 243 pounds. Uh, he's kind of rated as a potential backup, um, but he's also rated as a starter. I, From what I've seen, uh, he could be a starter. Uh, and be a good starter. Uh, PFF rank uh, this, uh, number two. Uh, third round projection. ESPN has him ranked at two. NFL.com had him ranked at four. Really nice hands and awareness of where he is on the field. Move tight end that was uh, constantly split out wide. The way that he plays reminds me of Travis Kelsey in his younger years. He will need a couple years to develop to that level in the NFL, but he could be a really good player for a team that is patient with him. Uh, he can start from day one. And then he would hope that uh, he can go ahead and build and become a potential uh, pro bowler for years to come. Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, redshirt senior, 6'5", 250, uh, rated as a backup on, uh, for both prospect grades. PFF rank 11, uh, fifth round projection. Both ESPN and NFL.com had him ranked at 10. Uh, your prototypical Wisconsin tight end whose main job is to line up tight and run block while staying involved in the passing game. He's not the best pass catcher in this class as he will trap the ball against his body to secure the pass. He did get better with his hands as the years went on. He also dealt with some terrible quarterback play when Jack, uh, Jack Cohn uh, wasn't under center. He's a no-nonsense player that will do what is asked of him, capable backup in the NFL or as a group of rotating tight ends. Jeremiah Hall from Oklahoma. Redshirt senior, 6'1", 239. Uh, basically rated as a career backup, potential back end of the uh, uh, depth chart guy. Lined up at fullback, so here we have our first true hybrid fullback tight end guy. He's probably too short to line up on, along the line, which means he is better suited to line up behind the quarterback. Fullbacks aren't as coveted in the draft, uh, which means he is going to go super late in April. He does have pass catching ability and can get through get the tough short yards on the ground. Um, oh, look at this! Honestly, I'm moving him to the RB page before the next update goes out. Never happened. I just still left him as that hybrid tight end. Uh, but you know, if he gets drafted, I'm going to have to probably move him to the fucking running back so you can see him listed as a fullback. Peyton Hendershot from Indiana, redshirt senior, six four, two fifty. Uh, rated as a career backup. Uh, lines up tight, but I'll be damned if, if I've seen him do anything more than put a hand on a defender. Uh, there's nothing special with him on his routes or as a pass catcher. He also isn't the fastest guy I've seen at the position. Half of his catches, I see him double clutching, which always makes me say, nah, brah, I'll pass on him. Yeah, it was bad. Peyton Hendershot, get the fuck out of here. Connor Hayward. Michigan State, Richard Sr., 5'11", uh, 233. So he's small. He is small for a tight end. Um, 
still put on here, yet another kid I will be moving to the running back page never did. Um, <laughs> he's going to be a fullback. Uh, backup, you know, below average. Uh, considered a fullback tight end hybrid. Uh, but at his height, there's no way he would be considered at the tight end position. He plays faster than his 40 time suggests, and you can see a second gear when he's ready to turn it on. He has some decent pass catching ability and honestly uh, could be considered to be a change of pace back or used as a third down specialist. In his earlier Michigan State days, he also returned kicks, so he has the special teams experience to be involved there as well. Uh, he will go He will go before the end of the draft. I do like the kid. He's just he's small. What do you want? Curtis Hodges, Arizona State. Um, actually, right down the street from the campus. So, uh, Senior, 6'8", 253. So another big boy. Uh, projected as basically a backup. Uh, purely a blocking tight end. When he is lined up tight, he is able to engage the defender and hold his ground uh, with both his run and pass blocking. When they split him out, he had issues with the ability to find which defender to block and then hold the block. Sun Devils obviously didn't include him in the passing game much, but he is capable. He is capable. I mean, you can see it even like that redshirt senior year. He had 20 catches versus uh, five or three catches previous years. Charlie Kohler, Iowa State, redshirt senior, 6'6", 252. Uh, NFL.com has him rated as a future backup. Uh, Next-gen stats, uh, prospect grade, would suggest that he could become a starter. Uh, PFF has him ranked as a number nine tight end, fifth-round projection. Uh, ESPN also said number nine. NFL.com, though, had him ranked at number five. So Kohler is the much better tight end coming out of Iowa State, and it's not even close. He's really good at using his hands to secure the ball, and his routes are really tight and ran well. Reminds me of Zach Ertz, so he's no slouch. Kohler might be the main reason that Brock Purdy is even being considered for the NFL. (laughs) He just looks like that man playing amongst boys. His blocking is a bit meh. But a team bringing him in can work on that while enjoying his play on the field. So I really like Charlie Kohler. Um, If he does go in the fifth round, I think he's actually probably going to go in the fourth. Um, It all kind of depends on how what these guys are liking as far as the tight end uh, uh, spots in the draft. So, uh, but Charlie Kohler, keep keep an eye on him. Let's tick that box. Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina, senior, 6'4", 245. NFL.com prospect grade had him projected as future starter. Uh, NFL Next Gen stat prospect grade had him rated as a starter as well. PFF dropped him down. Uh, He was at one point, I want to say, the fifth or sixth best tight end, according to Pro Football Focus. They dropped him down to 13 with a six-round projection. How all over the board are we on him? ESPN had him ranked at number three. NFL.com ranked him at number nine. Those were all updated before I left. So that was all updated on Tuesday of this this week. Dude is fast for the position. He's completely a move tight end as he's split out wide on the majority of plays. And even when he was lined up tight, he still didn't at least throw a jab at someone half the th- half the time. That's not to say you can't block, but it looks so lazy of an effort that I don't know if I can call it actual blocking. Pass-catching ability is very good with great use of the hands to secure the catch. He's not my favorite in the draft, but he will make an impact at the right uh, for the right team in the NFL. So he's completely a pass-catcher, not a blocker. Trust me on that one. Uh, Trey McBride from Colorado State, senior, six foot four, two hundred forty-six pounds. This is the guy that's considered probably the most complete tight end in this draft. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him ranked at number one, third round projection. ESPN ranked him as one. NFL.com ranked him as two, which I found surprising. Uh, NFL.com prospect grade had him listed as a future starter. Uh, Next gen stats prospect grade had him rated as a starter. Arguably the best all-around tight end in this year's draft, a very capable blocker who you can line up tight or split out wide, engages his defender and stays with the block until the play is over. He's an effort guy. 
He runs really good, clean routes, and was tasked with bailing out his quarterback on almost every throw. He adjusts to the throw very well and catches with his hands as much as he possibly can. He is this draft's version of Mark Andrews, where he does everything that is asked of him and performs at his highest level. Trey McBride should be the first tight end off the board. No question in my mind. No question in my mind. So, if he's not, I would I would seriously question the team that selected whomever they took in front of McBride. James Mitchell, Virginia Tech, senior, 6'4", 249. Uh, NFL.com and next-gen stat grades, uh, future backup. PFF has him ranked as number four with a fourth-round projection. ESPN.com and NFL.com did not have him ranked in, within the top ten. Makes good adjustments to the ball and tries to use his hands to secure the catch as much as possible. Was utilized as a short yardage back in the Hokies offense, and that's what led to his season-ending knee injury in 2021. I like his abilities in the passing game and believe he has a chance to do something at the NFL level. My only problem is that I can't find enough film on him and what knee injury he suffered exactly. He will be drafted late, and it will take a couple years for him to make an impact. So that injury is going to drop him way back, way back if he even gets even gets a shot. Chig O'Connell. <laughs> Why? Why? Why do we got these names? Chig O'Connell. Chig O'Connell. I'm going to call him O'Connell. O'Connell. Chig O'Connell. Maryland. Senior. 6'2", 238. Uh, projected on NFL.com and Next Gen as a future backup. Uh, no projections on rank from PFF, ESPN, or NFL. Really fast when he gets into space. He has decent hands securing the catch and is able to track the ball well. Has really nice technique when blocking, keeping his base strong, and driving the defender's shoulders, defender's shoulders up, which will allow him to turn the defender where he wants him and create the hole for the running back. Very good, Very good blocker. Uh, his pass blocking is decent as well and gets his hands in the right spot. I like this kid, but he may be too small at the NFL level, so he might be better suited as a move tight end and split wide as a tight end slash wide receiver. I like the kid. I really do. Uh, Cade Odden, Washington, redshirt senior, 6'5", 247, NFL.com. List him as a future starter, uh, next-gen grade. Uh, basically as a starter as well. PFF ranked him as the number six tight end in this draft going in the fifth round. ESPN said number seven, so they were in agreement, but NFL.com said that he is the number one tight end in this draft. They said that he is above McBride. Should we see what I said about him? I think we should. An underutilized player at the tight end position who runs good routes and uses his hands as much as possible to secure the catch. Decent speed for the position and is aware of what he needs to get a first down and also along the sideline. Needs work with his blocking as he lets his feet get loose and loses leverage on the block from time to time. Tries to use his pure strength over technique way too much for me. He's not a bad talent, but I don't believe he should be rated as high as some sites would suggest. Now, I did this. I wrote all these before I actually went into those ranks. So... Where do, I, where do I have more agreement with? PFF and ESPN. Tegan, <laughs> Tegan Quitoriano, Oregon State, senior 6'5", 258, uh, NFL.com and NextGen, uh, project him as a, a backup. No rankings. A pure blocking tight end who has decent uh, technique on his run blocks and can hold his own against bigger defenders. His pass blocking is okay but needs work as he turns his shoulders a bit too much. His receiving abilities are questionable as he looks sloppy on routes and is also not very quick. Uh, I would hope that he does not even get drafted. Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State, senior, 6'5", 250 pounds. NFL.com rated him as a future starter. Next-gen stats uh, ranked him as a backup. PFF rank was number five with a fifth-round projection. ESPN was similar at number six. And NFL.com said he is number three. So Rucker is just like Ferguson from Wisconsin, the prototypical Big Ten tight end that handles the run-blocking assignments 
and can get it done in the passing game. Ruckert has a little more juice in the receiving game, though, as he's a bit quicker and has better hands to make adjustments on the larger off-target throws. Uses his hands to secure some really poor throw balls. He's got the ability of Jimmy Graham, but he, act, but he can actually block, so he may take a year to be fantasy relevant, uh, but has a better shot than most in this class to be special. So Ruckert, keep an eye on him. Cole Turner, Nevada. Senior, 6'6", 246, uh, ranked NFL.com and Next Gen grades uh, as backup. Had no ranking on uh, PFF. On ESPN, he is number 5. On NFL.com, he is number 18. So all over the board. Nevada line Turner up a ton on the outside, took advantage of the size on the smaller DBs. The routes weren't always run with perfection, but got the job done. Has really good hands and is strong, even being hit at the same time and not dropping the ball. So, you know, those bang-bang plays. He has a large target radius, which is nice to see with a less-than-accurate quarterback. Uh, The kid has a shot to do something in the NFL. It's going to be cheap for someone in the NFL draft. He's basically a younger Dalton Schultz. He He reminds me exactly of Dalton Schultz. So if you're telling me he's going to go late in the draft, uh, you know, like NFL.com says, he's 18th best tight end. I think that's way fucking low on him. Um, I don't know if I'd have him at five, but I'm just saying, you know, you get him within the top ten. Um, he's probably going to go about six rounds, somewhere in there. Could pay off big time. Jelani Woods, Virginia. Richard Sr., 6'7", 259 pounds. He is a big motherfucker. Uh, basically rated as a future backup. PFF, though, says that he is the third best tight end in this draft with a third to fourth round projection. ESPN says number four, so they're in agreement. NFL.com says number seven. Doesn't have the best hands, but he also doesn't have the worst. Right in the middle. He has a big target, though, and it shows on the field. Now, when I say he doesn't have the best hands, it's on the initial part of the grab where he seems to double clutch it a bit. Uh, So ball security. When the ball is fully secured, though, he is not giving it up and uses his brute strength to gain as much yardage as he can. Needs working as blocking, as he wasn't asked to do a ton of it at Virginia. His poor hand placement uh, has ha- a poor hand placement, and you could tell with his size, it was harder for him to get underneath the smaller defenders. So, not a great blocker, but receiver, he's very capable. Last but certainly not least, Jalen Wittermeyer. Texas A&M Junior, six foot four, two hundred and fifty five pounds. Uh, NFL.com prospect grade rated him as a future backup. Uh, he just clears the starter rankings from Next Gen Stats grades. Uh, PFF had him ranked as a number fourteen tight end, uh, seventh round projection. So back, really far back end of the draft. He's very clean in his receiving ability and runs clean routes. He's got some nifty moves for how big he is and is pretty quick. I cannot stress enough how good he looks in the passing game. You can tell he doesn't like to block, though. He lets the defender engage him instead of attacking the defender. He also gets his head on the wrong side of the block he is supposed to make. If you just wanted to make him a wide receiver, then the blocking effort wouldn't bother me as much, but considering that it is the tight end position we are talking about, it really pisses me off to see uh, such a shit effort. Uh, to be as complete as possible at the position because he could have been the best at the position for this year's draft. But I might still put him in my top three. Be better, Jalen. So, like I said, if his blocking was a lot better, would have had him as top tight end. But because he just, he's all not, it's nonchalant, right? So that's a problem. That's something I just can't fucking stand with some of the prospects. It's like you're so good at one other, one thing and then you're so shitty at another. And it's like work on that shitty part of your game. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? But any which way. So got through the quarterbacks. We got through the tight ends. And uh, sometime before the draft, we will have the running backs and the wide receivers covered. Uh, we're not going to get through the defenders and stuff. Not going to probably do a lot with the offensive line. We may talk about it. We may dabble in it. Um, but, yeah, pretty much 
gonna go uh enjoy some mountain views uh after this weekend and uh and then we'll be back in vegas so until then uh, i guess i'll talk to you later maybe paul shows up maybe he doesn't just don't know <laughs>